So we were walking in Turnigan Arm, way out in Turnigan Arm, miles from any dry land between muddy hills and muddier gullies. And as I was walking, the mud was getting gooier and stickier and deeper, and it was trying to pull my shoes off. So I'm walking on tiptoes, schluck, 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 trying to keep my sneakers on, pulling my foot out until my foot didn't come out. And my other foot didn't come out. And I'm sinking, ankles, calves, knees, thighs, and then I'm stuck in turning an arm. And if you know anything about Turnigan Arm, you probably know two things. One, that the tidal bore rushes up it, and two, that it's made out of quicksand. Oh gosh, this is why I love Turnigan Arm. It is an amazing place. Um, that, that, uh, that, that quicksand, it's actually this incredible phenomenon. So there's that huge tide running up and down the inlet, and it can pick up and carry a lot of sand, a lot of silt. So it can erode a huge channel in one day. It can also fill one in. It can make a layer of sediment as thick as I am tall in one day, in one tide. So when this happens, all those grains get deposited very, very quickly and they stack up on top of each other, leaning against each other. It's sort of like this precarious block castle. And if you just bump that block castle a little bit, it comes crashing down. All those grains are suddenly falling through the water. Whole thing is fluid. You can sink right into it. And the more you struggle, the more you jostle those blocks and the deeper you sink. Yeah, so I've been married to a sedimentary geologist for a long time. <laughs> and I've heard all this before, so I know, don't struggle. I stand there, encased in silt like a quicksand statue of a ballerina, thinking, why do I keep ending up in places like this? Well, the first time we were in a place like this was on Tuxidney Bay, a little ways down the inlet by Redoubt and, and Iliamna Volcanoes, and we were walking out in the middle of these huge tide flats. Which we were walking in because everything else was covered in brown bears. And, and this is another place for beautiful geology. This, these, the sand flats there, they had all these little uh, ripples of, of uh, sand, and so Erin's walking along, and she steps onto a patch of sand, looks like any other patch, and all of a sudden, all those ripples, they go whoop, flat, and the ground underneath her liquefies. And I didn't care at all about the ripples, but I did care about the liquefaction, so I flopped onto the pack raft, I had a pack raft next to me, and thought, okay, um, now what? And I decided I could sort of barrel roll off there, and so I did that, found a different way to walk, and walked a few hundred more miles and finished up our first big adventure. I always wanted adventure. I'd pictured myself graduating from college, hiking the Pacific Crest Trail, and then I hooked up with this guy, and I soon learned that he was up for pretty much anything as long as it involved reinventing the wheel. So now, adventure is the one case where reinventing the wheel is not reinventing the wheel. I mean, if you have a path laid in front of you, that is not the way to adventure. The way to adventure is to come up with some plan that nobody else has come up with and go out there. Adventure will definitely find you. So. Fast forward about a dozen years, and we're reinventing the wheel in the middle of turning an arm, halfway through an 800-mile journey around Cook Inlet, and nobody else is out there. We've got this adventure all to ourselves, and there's a little voice next to me, Mommy, I'm stuck. Because we're actually not out there by ourselves. We're out there with our two very small children, my four-year-old son, who's stuck in the mud next to me, and my two-year-old daughter, who's not technically stuck, she's on my back, 
But what am I supposed to do? Take her off and toss her onto the flats to make her own way in the world? So the three of us are stuck. And my son, he starts giggling because we look pretty funny. And I start giggling because I'm pretending I'm not scared, that I haven't heard the horror stories like the guy who got torn in half by a helicopter when he was getting rescued. Except that part's not true, but he did die because the tide came in. Remember those two things about Turnigan Arm? There was the quicksand and there was the tidal bore. If there's anything I love in Turning It Arm more than the quicksand, it is the tidal bore. It is amazing. <laughs> and <clears throat> I was walking up ahead, and I had both pack rafts, one under each arm. I was going to go up, and there was a channel there. I was going to set up the pack rafts. We would all get in there and paddle away towards the open water. But just as I get there, what luck, the tidal bore is coming up the channel. So I'm like, Aaron, come on, bring the kids. Got to check out the tidal bore. It's here. Don't miss it. And I can't understand a word. I just hear the yelling. Now, of course, the story at this point could take a pretty dire turn. I mean, we have, we have stuck in the mud, tidal bore coming, poor communication. Yeah, you could imagine, like, imagine the water gets up to my son's neck and I'm diving down, holding my breath, trying to dig his feet out. Or maybe I'm the hero here and I somehow flag down a helicopter overhead and, and, and they come and rescue us. Hopefully not like that one fellow in the fictional story, but... But, you know, that might be a fun story to tell, but I don't want to live that story. So instead I start yelling, pack raft, pack raft, bring back the pack raft. And so there I go tromping back across the mud and I flop a pack raft down in front of Aaron. And I put my hands well, on it. What you need to know here is, is what our plan was, because plans, plans are really important. And, and, um, and the reason that you can't just struggle your way out of quicksand, it's kind of like imagining trying, you're out in the middle of the ocean drowning, you try to struggle your way out of the water, crawl up onto the surface of the water, doesn't work because you lift one foot, you're pushing down with the other one, you're not gonna make any progress up there. Um, and the more you struggle again, you're sinking down. So our plan was put something there, you can put your weight on it, you can actually pull up with both feet. Well, then you jiggle those, those block, that block, block castle, if you remember, you're, you fluidize things and you can pull both feet out at once. Yeah, luckily, explaining the physics takes longer than actually doing it. So pretty much as soon as I put my arms on the raft and my weight on the raft, my legs floop, come out of the mud. And my son does the same thing, and his legs go floop out of the mud, and we climb into the pack rafts with all the mud, and the tide rushes in, and we paddle off into the sunset, exactly according to plan. And what are the lessons learned here? I guess one lesson is you actually can go out and adventure and turn again arm if you remember to bring a pack raft and maybe reinventing the wheel for adventure is a good thing and maybe you should trust the people you're going with or at the very least trust physics physics always works <laughs>